Welcome to episode 43 of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and today we're talking to Carrie Green, who is founder, creator, head honcho over at the Female Entrepreneurs Association and website of that same name. Today, she takes us through the timeline and the evolution of the FEA, as well as what led to creating it in the first place, how she developed her first and primary signature program for the the website and the business and kind of what she does on a regular basis to keep things moving forward. There's so much here. So if you're ready to get inspired, understand how long it might take you to build your business or launch something, what you're going to need to do, who you're going to need to hire, and some really spicy, amazing words of wisdom from Carrie, then sit back and relax. Enjoy our conversation. I want to know more about how the Female Entrepreneur Association started and and if in its initial stages, did it have a members club right away? What was what was it at the very beginning? Um, the very beginning was the Female Entrepreneur Association was my little side project. <laughs> um, oh, I think it, it was my, uh, <laughs> I think it saved me. It saved my sanity uh, because I was running another, I was building another online business, which I'd started in 2005. And that was going amazingly well, but I felt so isolated. And I just started questioning everything and, and, I, I always talk about this, but I, I was rereading the e-myth in, it must have been, I don't know, late 2010, early 2011. And the e-myth had helped me so much to systemize my first business and I'd loved it. So I was rereading it. And then one of his chapters, Michael Gerber's chapters is on primary aims. And he talks about basically imagining that you're, in, you're at your own funeral and what do you want the people to be saying about the kind of life that you lived and the kind of things you've achieved and the kind of person that you were. Mm. And it just felt like something was so off in my life. And even though I'd reached this goal of, you know, having financial freedom, having a really successful business, I felt so empty inside. And I kind of, the first business was phone unlocking. So if you want to change your carrier, you, you could. So I was like, I thought to myself, well, I don't, if I die, I don't want people saying she was really great at having a mobile phone unlocking business. <laughs> so I just really put it into perspective for me that I was like, I am not doing the right thing. Um, and I, I think this whole idea evolved over quite a long period of time as most ideas really do to be fair I think we Mm -hmm. all kind of have them and we go backwards and forwards um so then in 2011 after rereading this chapter in the e-myth and then seeing a quote from Tony Robbins which just for some reason really stuck in my mind at the time and it was um your destiny is determined by the choices you make choose now choose well and -hmm. it just kind of like a, a lots of different things slotted into place and I think that's when I truly realized the power of attitude and like how you had to really be programmed for success. And that's when the mission with the Female Entrepreneur Association started. And I, it was just a project to be able to reach out and connect and discover other like-minded women who were building businesses from around the world that had a story to share that could inspire other people and let people realize what was possible, what, what people, what we can actually achieve. Um, so that's how it all started. As, and it was really funny because at the beginning, I didn't know any other female entrepreneurs, which was half my problem because I felt so lonely and isolated. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get started with this. But um, that was the initial idea. It was just a side project. 
Um, Interesting. But, but with a vision that I, I felt like in my heart, I knew it, it could be something amazing. Yeah. Well, I think it. I think even when you think about the name, it clearly kind of shows that you had, even though you might have not known what it could become exactly. When you're when you're calling something other than just saying, "Oh, this is the Carrie Green blog." You know, when you yeah. call something the Female Entrepreneur Association, it's like you kind of have big shoes that you want to fill in a way, you That's, know? Yeah. And, so, and also back then, I didn't really know. I didn't know about the blogging world. I didn't know, for example, who Marie Folio was or I didn't know about online blogging. I just wasn't part of that world. I was in in a different online business world back then. And the reason I called it the Female Entrepreneur Association, it was many names before that, but I was just, <laughs> I wasn't really doing anything. I was just jumping from one thing to the next and hadn't quite figured it out. But the, the reason behind the name was, A, I did want it to be seem like something, you know, bigger and more official than perhaps it was at the time. And also, I uh, because I already had an online business and I did a lot with like, SEO, I realized how important keywords were. And I don't know if this is the case now, but if you have the keyword, your primary keywords in your domain name, then it's higher. It's much more likely that your domain name is going to come up in the Google search. And so that was my logic. I was like, female <laughs> entrepreneur, get it in the domain name. <laughs> yeah, I think like, it still does work, though, because I, 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 even, yeah. I know that um, even in podcasting, um, something that John Lee Dumas is always talking about, I mean, he did Entrepreneur on Fire on purpose because if people are looking for things about entrepreneurs, his podcast is going to come up. Yeah, exactly. So it's so important. You know, I think the only downside is that every time someone's like, so what's your business name or what's your email address? And I'm like, it's Female Entrepreneur Association. They're like, I'm sorry, what? How do, how do you spell that? And I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> give me strength. Um, you're like, so, well, yeah, just kind of please figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only downside to having a really long name and a word that a lot of people can't spell. But um, but yeah, but no, that was the logic behind it, though. Interesting. So you really created it first to kind of fulfill your own need to maybe create this community that you yourself wanted to be part of. And then when did you really realize that it was something that you were going to take further than that? So yeah, so originally, it really was about uh, helping me to solve this whole lonely thing of feeling really isolated. And then really quickly, I realized what it could be. So I think, initially, I thought, what, how am I going? So let me just So I came up with the idea to publish these stories called how she did it. And I can't even remember where that idea came from. But I just thought, maybe it could be a really good way to be able to reach out to people in a positive way to say, if you have something to share, I would love to share it for you. Um, cause it was, I guess in my head, I always saw it as like a platform. Mm -hmm. So, um, the first thing I did was think, how am I going to find people that want to share their stories? And what a friend of mine at the time was doing a lot on LinkedIn. And she said, go on LinkedIn, join relevant groups, connect with those people in those groups and then say, you know, and you know, start the conversation. So literally that's what I did. And I went on LinkedIn and, I asked people in groups, I'd love it if you, you know, I'm looking for stories to share about female entrepreneurs. And I was inundated with these stories coming in from all over the world. And also I was going networking like a crazy person. I literally changed into this mindset of I'm going to say yes to everything, and which is not always a sensible idea. But at the beginning, it really was because it helped me to build that momentum, which I think is so important. So at the early stages, um, I had all these stories coming in and I felt like a big time person. <laughs> I look back now and think it was so small. But for me at that time, I was like blown away. I was like, oh my goodness, these 
hundreds of stories are coming in. I've just started this thing up. They're coming from all over the place. Like it, it was amazing. I was like, it's from America. It was from Nigeria, uh, South Africa, Australia. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, like talk to my family. They and, want like, me to share and, their stories. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, and oh. not only that, that they were so inspiring. And the first story I ever published was of this um, girl that had found me through LinkedIn. And she was a really similar age to me. She studied law at university and I studied law at university. She built a, an online business that was quite techy, And I built an online business that was quite techy. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, there is somebody out there that is just like me. And I felt so, I felt so comforted by that and so inspired by that. And obviously these stories really helped to pick me up because at the, that time I wasn't necessarily, I was still, you know, I'd built this business, but I was in this weird phase of feeling kind of unfulfilled and a bit unhappy and lonely about the whole situation. So I think that it fairly quick, quickly I realized this could really be something because it was just that momentum building. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just by getting out there and starting the conversations and putting myself out there. Um, and I think momentum is just so important. When you don't have momentum, you feel stuck. Oh my goodness. I, I totally agree. And you know, a lot of, a lot of what you're saying about the networking and even honestly, Carrie, even just this year, I've just, you know, I realized that last year, I kind of went into a little bit of a creative cave. And I I realized and reminded myself how important it is to say yes, to get out there to be to like open yourself up to people kind of like you did and and allow people into your world. Because um, I just think I think that story is just so important, because so many people start these online businesses and end up shutting the door in their little basement office or their little office in their house. And they're not really with people. And Mm. so I I love that, that you just got that response and you ran with it right away. I love that. Um, So did you find, um, so once you realized that, what did you, okay, because here's the thing, I find like your site, your branding, everything from the moment I laid eyes on what you've done or what you've been doing has felt super pro. So I wondered, I'm like, gosh, did she like get a, did Carrie get like a designer and branding person right on board? Does she have that as like one of her little genius abilities? Um, I'm just curious about all that. Well, it's funny though. (laughs) I was looking back at some of my like early YouTube videos and cringing (laughs) at the same time. And when I was looking back at them and one of them, there was my laptop in the background and it had the old website on there. And I was like, oh my gosh, it used to look so awful. Um, So it has evolved. I don't think it was always, I mean, I tried from the beginning to make it look nice, but it has seriously evolved. Um, But I learned a lot about um, WordPress when I was building my first business. So I feel like I'd spent so much time I was genuinely interested in it as well. I really liked the idea of being able to come up with an idea and then put something together and get it out there fast. And I felt like learning that skill of how, you know, WordPress is easy. Everyone mm-hmm. can do it. I mean, init- those first few days, maybe where you're bashing your head against a brick wall <laughs> thinking, oh my gosh, I can't understand this. And it actually hurts your brain. But once you get past that, you know, so much is possible. So I, and I, I, you know, when I was building my first business, I, I was set out to learn as much as I possibly could. I was like a little sponge. I went to night school whilst I was still at university to learn more about web development. I was reading books, you know, listening to uh, audio programs and trying to like soak it all up. You know, things like Jay Abraham and Michael Gerber, they they share amazing strategies on different things that that helped me to build the business and make it successful. Um, 
So, um, so I think that definitely helped me when I was starting the Female Entrepreneur Association. And I went on to themeforest.net, which is a great website for getting themes for WordPress and picked a theme and just figured out and, you know, was always in the support forums if I couldn't do something, finding out how do I do this? How do I do that? Googling everything. Because I think we often forget to Google stuff or to Mm -hmm. YouTube stuff. I was doing that today whilst I was learning how to do Excel spreadsheets. (laughs) Felt so proud of myself. (laughs) You're like, I'm still still Googling. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. But that's the thing. I think that a lot of us forget that that's Mm -hmm. there. I mean, even I do sometimes, but um, it makes life so much easier to know that you've got that um, instant support through the internet and through things like YouTube and, and Google. So that's what I did to get it started and did the, you know, figured out Photoshop and, you know, got a version of that and started playing around. It was literally playing around. And this is the thing it's taken. Well, so I started a business in 2005. So what, 10 years, it's 10 years of fiddling around over time, learning, years. spending 10 uh, years of fiddling. I like <laughs> it. I'm typing it down. So sorry. Don't <laughs> forget that. But it's like hours and hours and hours and hours of figuring it out. And I think it's hard sometimes because, and especially nowadays with there are more online businesses and more people out there doing stuff. So I think it, it maybe makes new people coming in feel like they have to be at, you know, this perfection phase or what looks mm-hmm. like amazing. Um, and I think it's easy, you know, we all do it and compare, compare ourselves. Yeah. But I think it's important to remember that it's about starting where you're at and figuring it out. And, and I, we're all figuring it out. I mean, I do definitely haven't got things figured out. I'm always trying to figure things out. But I think it's that mindset of being okay with being at that phase of figuring it out and sticking with it, even when it gets really hard and you do feel frustrated and you feel like you're, you're, you know, you'd, especially when you're using technology or learning image, like photo stuff or WordPress and you just want to throw your laptop out the window because it's driving you insane. Um, No, it's totally, I was just thinking, you know, it is easy to get, get trapped in that comparing to, to people who let's say, you know, we have like these tools like lead pages that are out there that are really super easy easy to use. We see people who have really established businesses using them and we think, well, mine should at least look like that. But in yeah. truth, you're allowed your you're allowed your ugly phase as well. You're allowed your, <laughs> you're allowed your awkward phase uh, while you're building things. Exactly. And that's so. how you learn and that's how it improves and that's how it, it gets to where it's at. Um, do you, so do you still do? Do you still do a lot of that fiddling or do you have people helping you now or how does that work? Yeah, I thankfully have a full-time web developer I don't think I could live without now (laughs) um and someone that helps with more like all the graphic stuff so I do the odd thing here and there but that's just because I enjoy doing stuff so for example I redesigned the female entrepreneur association website as it is now and I also redesigned the members club website as it will be at some point in when it launched the new one goes live and but that's because I just enjoy doing it and I have like a vision in my head for what I want it to be yeah and so I enjoy that, but I don't think that's an, I don't think that I don't necessarily know how many other people would design their own websites. Um, Yeah. But I think if, I think though it is a good practice, I think um, someone, I I feel like it might've been James Wedmore who I heard a lot of his uh, early interviews and things that he talked about learning every single piece of his business so that he would understand how to then you know, delegate once it was time to do that. But in the very, in the beginning, and he still does a lot of this stuff himself because he knows how to do it. Do you know? Yeah. But the thing is, I do a lot of stuff by myself still. Um, And, 
you know, I try and delegate. And as the time goes by, I'm learning to delegate more and more and more. But, you know, often you hear people say, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing your social media. You shouldn't be doing your images. You shouldn't be doing your website stuff. You shouldn't be doing your edit, editing your videos or what, whatever it is. Mm. And I, and I can, I agree to an extent that there's perhaps maybe other things that people could be doing. And if you're spending all your time doing that stuff, is it the best you know, way to spend your time. Yeah. But I also think that it kind of puts people off and it, it makes people think, oh, well, if I, sh- I shouldn't do it. And yeah. I, it's almost like a block in the road because they then think I shouldn't be doing this. But really, I think get stuck into it and learn as much as you can because I think all those skills and tools will help anyone to build a really successful business. Yeah. So I think it's this balance. Of, and the thing is, you get to the point where you then business is generating a revenue and then you can afford to bring people on board and slowly but surely you begin to develop that team and expand. Yeah. So for the people that say you shouldn't do that, don't do it. I think that's kind of not the right thing to say because I think it is a good thing to get you to get stuck in and to Get your hands dirty a little bit yeah. at the very beginning. You know, it's interesting what you said about um, people who are I, – I do hear a lot about that. Like you shouldn't be doing your own social media. And immediately I remembered this woman. Uh, I heard her speak at this um, – I don't know if I've heard of EO. It's it's like an entrepreneurial organization with, and with um, people, I guess, who make – like maybe a quarter of a million and higher. That's the business kind of frame of who generally is a member of this group. And I just, I was invited to one of these um, speeches or not speeches, but presentations. And this woman has, she has a multi-million dollar business and she all, she has a, like an e-commerce part of her business as well as a blog. And she still does all the blogging and all the social media because she's tried to actually hand it off, but no one can really quite get her voice. Yeah. And at, you can definitely let some of it go, but you have to understand it's diluting your voice and diluting maybe how you would say it and what maybe initially connected people to you. So, you exactly. know, I think there's think there's a back and forth that that um that you have to you have to remember that. And honestly, Carrie, like um, Christina, I don't know if you remember Christina. She was working with me, but she uh, she is no longer working with me, but it's because she, she has a family business. She has to monitor now. But, um, uh, when she left and I was doing, I started redoing everything. I felt so much better. Actually. I felt amazing that I was finally getting more interaction because it was me doing all of that stuff. I feel exactly the same way about things like that. Because sometimes gosh. you feel like you're out of the loop with your own business because yes. you're not at the forefront of the conversations that are going on. Yeah. And um, I feel the same way of, of, about things like that. And it's trying to get the right balance, but I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I definitely use tools. And I don't know, do you use any kind of tools that maybe kind of help you out without maybe handing it off? Because like, yeah. do you use Edgar or anything like yes. that? We, I use Edgar and I, I also it. have the most amazing person, Michelle, what, she's called Michelle. She works with me on social media stuff and graphics, but I'm just so lucky with her because she gets it entirely and I'm, I've, you know, so it's, per, it works perfectly. Um, Oh, I think having team members who just get it is the best thing in the world. Oh my gosh. And it's so, and you know, that isn't an easy thing to actually come by to someone who gets the vision and understands it and is actually with it, (laughs) you know, as much as you are. Yeah. So I I do, that is, it's been invaluable. I love her and I just, she's so helpful. But, um, so she helps me out with my social media too. And then I do some stuff, but I do have that thing where I go back into it and 
try and do stuff because other than that I do sometimes feel a bit disconnected from it all yeah Um, it's a weird it is a weird balance it is it is um so okay so you started this up kind of as a side thing so I'm assuming then that you didn't like get funding or something like that for this that someone I was wondering I'm like did someone invest in her business why does it look so good oh my god (laughs) but now I understand that it's like 10 years of fiddling and you figure things out about creating your site and what you want (laughs) yeah Basically, yeah. No, no one's ever invested invested in it. Um, I remember applying for a grant once. It was for um, it was yeah this grant that you could get for up to fifty thousand um, pounds. And I remember applying for it, and then I didn't get it. And I remember thinking to myself, I am going to somehow figure out a way to generate that fifty thousand for myself and do it. Um, it was really funny actually. The the next funding round, they came back and asked me to be a judge, and I was like, "This is so random. You won't." Give me the 50,000, but you want me to be a judge. <laughs> oh my God. So the, the financial word is just so, it's so weird. But, um, but no, I never had funding and just really, I never feel like you have to. I started my first business with a credit card and a spending limit of 30 pounds a day on Google AdWords. And that's how it started. And I think that the, the internet, ha- there's so many incredible tools that when you leverage them and you learn about them and you know, you do something with them, you can make so many amazing things happen. You don't have to have a lot of money to be able to start to build a business that can be really, really successful. Um, and I think more and more people realize that now. And, yeah. and I think that's why we're seeing so much more success with online businesses, which is an amazing thing. Yeah, um, definitely. I, you know, I was, I'm sorry to just jump in like that, but I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree that like, it's not even, it always astonishes me kind of to think about that. I'm like, wow, I didn't actually, I mean, besides hosting and a theme or two, I didn't really have to do anything, have any specific, you know, money to start up the business. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let me just then ask you, okay. So you started this female entrepreneur association. When did the members club launch? It launched at the end of very end of 2013 um it was supposed to launch much earlier in 2013 but (laughs) obviously it didn't (laughs) it's like it's a setback I think sometimes you think something will happen faster I've realized now that sometimes you have a goal that you set for yourself but if someone else if like my developer really it was in his hands kind of because I couldn't do that stuff and I couldn't make it happen and I had to just let go of it um, but yeah, that launched in 2013. So in th- from 2011 till the end of 2013, I spent basically building up the audience, building up my email list and, um, generating revenue, um, through doing joint ventures with other people. Um, so I did a lot of things like with, um, Melanie Duncan, the power, the power of pinning her course, which was just amazing. And doing those little testers made me realize how much people wanted to learn and, uh, and so that kind of really kind of started to help me to realize that people really do want help and are looking for help and they just want to build a successful business and want to find the right resources that are going to resonate and connect with them to help them to actually do that. So that those were that was a really great learning experience and a getting experience in doing webinars, but not being the host of the webinar. Be um, sorry, being the host of the webinar, not the expert on the webinar, so I could see how firsthand how other people were doing it and yeah. understand how you how you organize that how you prepare for the launch of a webinar and how you follow up with the email sequence afterwards and do it all on social media so that was great that was mainly 2012 uh, and 2013 and then 
launched the members club at the end of 2013 and it, it was I, 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 the everything in 2013 helped led up to that point of that launch I did things like surveys and I do surveys all the time now because they're so helpful in figuring out what people actually want and what they you know get them to tell you what on earth to do mm-hmm. um so do that all the time. And I also like ask questions on Facebook a lot. And I also look around at what other people who are in similar industries ask on that to their Facebook fans, because that's really in- insightful as well. Because, you know, if people don't necessarily have big Facebook audiences, but say you've got an audience where you were trying to attract female entrepreneurs, then head over to the, my fan page or someone else's fan page and go and look through the history of their on their photo album and see what questions, you know, you could come and see what questions I've asked and see all the comments and it's research for you. So I try to do things like that and ask a lot of questions and do the research. And then um, try to just plan it out like as much as I possibly could. And like I said, there were definitely setbacks where things didn't go to plan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So did you do your own webinars when it was time to launch? Do I actually didn't. I, I I didn't in the end because there was... There was so much stuff that I felt was going on and I just, it was kind of like a really hectic time. And I sometimes yeah. think better to do a few things well than try and do everything and not do a great job. I feel like webinars are one of those things where you have to really be prepared and really do a good job because you've got one chance of doing a good job. If you, if someone gets on a webinar with you and you're doing a bad job, then they're never going to come and watch another one of your webinars ever again. Um, so it was more of a learning experience. And I felt like at that point, obviously I hadn't launched a physical, uh, sorry, I hadn't launched a product myself that I'd created that was for sale ever before in the same way that I was doing it with the members club. So I kind of was taking it as a learning experience because you know how, I don't know whether this is right or wrong, but I think Mm -hmm. sometimes people feel like the pressure that when they launch for the first time, it has to be the most amazing launch. They have to do it really well. And yeah, obviously you set out to do really well and to do a good job. But at the same time, it is a learning experience. And like this time, so for example, over the past month in in December, I decided to change things up and um, I I was removing the 2014 content and also the members club is actually closed down now for whilst we try and figure out getting the new site live um and obviously things like that like last year I could have maybe closed it down or done a price increase for 2014 or done something like that but I just didn't do any of that stuff but I was testing out these strategies now when I'm in a totally different place and the response was insane but I managed to do that because of everything that I'd learned along the way so I feel like you can constantly keep relaunching and getting better every single time at doing things and it's I don't so yeah so I kind of saw the first launch as as that learning experience to do the best that I could and be as prepared as I possibly could have been um and like plan out the emails when was I going to send them out and I did things like um I got like a pre-launch list together and started to promote it in the October, I think, and selling people something's coming. And I had like a banner and an image in the sidebar of the website that took them to a wait list. And then the wait list, they signed up for that and it told them a little bit more. And, and then initially I launched and I did the founding members and the founding members got, um, I sent them like an inspirational print in the post. Um, and I did, so I, I tried to think out stuff like that. 
um, that were kind of easier to execute. And because, you know, I, I think it's smart that you didn't do a webinar, to be honest, because webinars are launches within themselves and they require so much additional stuff. Like that's why add that at the very beginning. Did you also, did you not, or, or actually did you have, you know, partners or affiliates or, you know, maybe people who are going to help you spread the word? Or did you think that maybe the founders would be maybe those people in a way? Yeah. I didn't have any affiliates and I didn't really think about, I didn't reach out to anyone and say, I've got this, um, I've got this new members club launching. Do you want to help me promote it? I didn't, I didn't do that at all. Actually, I was just trying to set it out for myself. And also the other part of me was thinking, this is completely new. I've never done this before. I have no idea how it's going to go down. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the system's going to work or whether it's even going to work. And so I think initially I was kind of more like, trying to test the water cell and launch it, but wanted to get myself to the place where I knew, because when I launched it, there were so many things, there were a few things wrong, like not in terms of like the content and the style and the look and feel of it, that was fine. But in terms of the plugins we were using and the reporting, so the plugin was absolutely, it was just, it has been a nightmare. And technically so many things have gone wrong that are really frustrating. But um, I wanted to get it off and going because I was like I don't want to spend a, with a developer a load of money to mm-hmm. for this not to work out so I kind of I erred on the side of caution with that and just and I always have been been like this just it doesn't have to be perfect do the absolute best you can and make sure you are adding like as much value like from the value perspective make sure you can add as much value as you can but from the other side I was just like just do what I can do right now and get it out there and see if it works. So I suppose when I launched it, it was more of like, let's see how this is going to work. Absolutely. Um, and and just and go from there and, and build it from there. Um, and yeah, because like you said, there are there are so many different things you can do. But a webinar is a launch, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stressful thing, thing to do. Same thing with the affiliates too. I see yeah. so many first time launchers trying to do these affiliate programs, webinars, hangouts, all this stuff, and I'm like, really? Because every time I think about doing those, I'm like, do I really want to do those? Because even now, to me, they they really have to be worth it to do it. Yeah. And, and I think um, as well with all the launching stuff, but a lot of like, for example, when I was launching the Members Club last year um, or whenever it was, 2013, I was doing it largely by myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that focus is such an important word and it's such an important thing because if you are focused on a million different things, even from a marketing perspective when you're launching something, if you're trying to focus on doing several things all at the same time, but you're trying to even like, you're already trying to keep up with what you're doing and it's all new and everything like that, then it just feels like you're not going to be very good at doing anything. And I've always been like this, like for example, with social media, I chose to focus on Facebook and that's all I focused on. And I wanted to get good at that because I knew if I focused on one thing, I'd sort of better chance of becoming really good at doing that one thing and I think it's the same with the launch and a lot of it's it's easy to look at other people and see well oh my gosh they've got this video series together it's this pot Mm -hmm. five pot series you you sign up for it you get these amazing videos and they've got this and they've got that and they've got these comments and you, you see that and you think that's what you should be doing but then probably they have more more help behind them or, or maybe a team of people that are helping them to coordinate all of that because it's already revenue and already yeah, revenue coming in exactly so i just kind of thought um keep it simple 
and focus on doing a few things that I knew I could do. I knew I could do the email stuff. I knew I could do the pre-launch stuff. I knew I could do the founding member stuff. Um, I knew I could do the social media stuff because I'd worked so hard to build that platform. And so I leveraged that. And I think that's key. It's like leverage what you know you can do and that you know that you can be good at rather than, you know, I mean, obviously it's good to veer out of the comfort zone and try new things, but I think there's a time and a place for doing that. And I always think that, like, I think it's my motto for this year, like keep things simple and stay focused. In fact, it was for last year. The only thing I focused on last year really um, was the members club. I didn't focus on creating any new products or any new other things, even though the members club in itself is creating a new product a month. But (laughs) (laughs) Oh my um, goodness. That's (laughs) all I have to say. (laughs) Uh, but I just stayed focused on that, and um, and it's been amazing. It's been yeah. an absolutely incredible adventure to be to build it. So oh, I love it. I love it. It's it's definitely really inspiring to hear hear you talk about it because it feels like it's it's been a labor of love, but you've kept it simple. You've been really you know kept the the vision very simple, and I think that's that's something that people also need to start out with. With a different, uh, you know, I don't know. When people are first starting, I sometimes get I get this feeling that their vision is a little bit muddled and not clear enough, and it's because they're making it too complex. What yeah. they're even trying to do, and I just love that you can go back in your in your own history in your own archives and say, I was lonely. I knew other other you know entrepreneurs online or offline must be feeling the same way especially online entrepreneurs i want a space we can all connect we can learn from each other we can get inspired and that is kind of the nugget of it i love yeah. that i love it what do you think are those those takeaways that you know other people listening might might want to grab as well and do for themselves and do for their own businesses oh well for the past year it's been dedication (laughs) it's been it has been um but it's actually you know what was bigger than that it's been mindset because there's been so much going on and there have been times when I've been like am I crazy what am I doing or you know to have created what I've created and it's been the mindset of looking at it and thinking this is a fun adventure and I'm so excited to be part of it and I'm going to keep creating this stuff and I'm going to keep doing it. And I think it's like a mindset thing. And I, I think this is, I all, I've always said this and I harp on about it to everyone that practically comes into contact with me, even if they don't <laughs> want to hear it, that mindset is everything in life and your attitude is really going to determine how successful you're going to be or how you know how much of a great year that you're going to have um I always go back to the the quote by Viktor Frankl who said everything in life can be taken away from you except for your freedom to choose how you respond and I think that's so key because in business there are so many ups and downs you know even throughout the year I've gone in so many cycles over the past 12 months you know some have been amazing highs and some have been really hard lows and you go through all these phases and I think it's your ability to take a step back and choose how you're going to respond to it and I think that's what keeps people going forward and um, another thing I like a quote I always have on our wall that successful people hang on when everyone else has let go and like it's not that I want to be negative but I think realistically it isn't a walk in the park it is hard work but I think when you look at it and think actually it's an adventure and life is an adventure and I want to make amazing things happen and I'm gonna keep striving forward for that and I'm gonna try my hardest to not be afraid and to have the courage to do the things that are meaningful to me um, I think that makes all the difference and that's definitely helped me over the past 12 months to keep growing FEA and to 
you know, to, to build it up. Um, and obviously, like the word I said before, focus. Yeah. Focusing on making it happen because, you know, especially at the, um, people set out at the beginning of the year and they, you know, you write all your goals out and you have all these good intentions, but then the majority of people don't actually hit their goals or make it happen. And I think it's through lack of focus because, I think the thing is, anyone can make it happen. Or, you know, if you want to build your email list, you can build your email list. If you want to generate more revenue, you can generate more revenue. If you want to build, get 100,000 fans or 25,000 fans or more fans on Facebook, you can get more fans on Facebook. It's not a question of can you do it? It's a question of more like, will you do it? Like, will you step Mm. up and do it? Will you have that mental strength and tenacity to keep going to make it happen? Even on the days when you feel like it's hopeless, even on the days when you feel like everything's going horribly wrong and you want to just crawl into your bed and never get out, (laughs) you know, you have to keep going. And I think that's, I think that in itself, which is, it's a, it's all, if you know, focus, um, you know, is all a mindset, isn't it? Um, you know, yep. being tenacious, it's a mindset. And I think for me, above anything else, that is the most key thing um, that will help anyone to have successful launches or to build a successful business, have a successful year. I think for me, that's it. And it's something that every single one of us can do um, if we put our minds to it. So. <sighs> My gosh, I'm like sitting here like like moving my arms like I've got uh, ch- uh, pom-poms, cheerleading pom-poms. I'm like, yes, because I totally, I, I love that. And that's, 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 that's what I do too. I usually, you keep going, you enjoy the adventure and you stay focused and, and yeah. some people lose their, lose their steam. And, but you, you're right. Everybody has that ability, has the, has the opportunity to choose that to choose that way of thinking and that mindset. Yeah, exactly. I I think it's all there for the taking. So all there for the taking. Okay, Carrie, that is awesome. I really appreciate that you spent time with me today. This is perfect, actually, for when we're recording this for me. (laughs) So I appreciate (laughs) that. I'm like, I gotta go. I you know, actually, I think I heard you mention the e-myth before on something else. And I was like, looking for my copy, but I've just given up. We've moved too many times, I think. So I'm gonna have to just go purchase another one. It's such a good book. It helps me time and time again. I love yeah. it. All right, Carrie. Thank you so much. And oh, thank you. And um, I will make sure to put all the links to all your good stuff below this episode. Um, I always thank enjoy you. our chats and um, chances to work together. So yeah, definitely. No, thank you so much for actually getting me involved. I love it. I love talking yeah. about the stuff. I could talk about it all day long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I actually have a hard time stopping. To be totally honest. Um, but anyways. Okay, you heard it here. So as you can see, takes time, people. Time, focus, mindset. Hope you enjoyed that episode and that interview. I'm going to try to keep doing these at least once a month where we go through someone's business and kind of look at it like a case study, see how they did it, who they did it with, what tools they use, what roadblocks they came across. And I hope you enjoy them. I'd love to hear from you. So definitely head on over to iTunes and you can do that by going to ansamoylove.com forward slash FLS. Leave me a comment there. Leave me some stars. Uh, Subscribe if you want to hear the next episode. And again, remember, we are entrepreneurs. We are constantly launching. So even if you don't think you need to learn about launching, I beg to differ. So that's why I started this show. And I'm so excited um, 
for our upcoming episodes, for getting to know you all. If you are, actually, there's a few pieces of things I got to tell you. So if you're not already in the Fearless Launching Lounge on Facebook, head on over there and request access. Again, that is a group called the Fearless Launching Lounge. All the links will be below this episode on the blog. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, head over to andsomewellove.com and you'll find us right there, right on the front page. You'll find it. So have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll see you next week.